Man, man, how's it going? My bad, bro. My bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. You can queue up the intro and, and all that good stuff, and we'll just get right into it. Yeah. And okay, uh, welcome back to another edition of the Morning Star Show featuring Super Sly 75. I am your host tonight, this evening, Super Sly 75. First and foremost, I want to give a quick shout out to Rodney Boards, our producer Cindy Ashby. You can also catch us on www.onthewakeupradio.com. We are also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify for the replay. The call-in number, as always, is 678-562-1881. Also, you can donate any amounts of monies uh, that, that will go to the website towards airtime. It's a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help to keep the message uncensored and free. You can donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, if you would like an advertisement slot, please hit us up at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Um, you can find me on uh, YouTube under SuperSlot75, also merchandise and products available at teespring.com forward slash SuperSlot75. Um, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So let me get right into it. I know this is an old story, uh, but for some odd reason, it's making the rounds again. Uh, this was last reported on basically November 20, uh, 2018. A... Let's see. From a deceased woman's transplanted uterus, a transgendered <clears throat> man gave birth. Um, a transgender woman who received a uterus transplanted from a deceased donor gave birth to a healthy child in Brazil. It is the first such birth to be reported. Uh, uterine transplants from living donors have succeeded. At least 11 babies have been born this way since 2013. But a viable procedure to transplant uteri from deceased women could drastically increase the availability of the organs. 
We talk about life-saving transplants. This is a life-giving transplant, a new category, said Dr. Alan Kirk, the chief surgeon at Duke University Health System, who was not involved in the research. Biologically, organs of the living and the dead aren't all that different, he added, but the availability of deceased donors certainly could open this up to a much broader number of patients. The operation detailed in a case study published in The Lancet followed 10 other attempted uterine transplants from deceased donors in the United States, Turkey, and the Czech Republic. It was the first successful uterine transplant in Latin America. Infertility affects more than 1 in 10 women of reproductive age worldwide. The subject in this study, born without a uterus, received the organ from a 45-year-old woman who had delivered three children naturally. The donor had initially died of a stroke <clears throat> seven months after the 10-hour transplant surgery. After menstruation began, and once it became evident that the patient's body had not rejected the organ, doctors implanted the uterus with one of the patient's own eggs. A six-pound baby girl was delivered through cesarean section in December 2017, according to Dr. Danny uh, Edgenberg, a gynecologist at the hospital Das Clinicas at the Universidad de Sao Paulo in Brazil, who led the research. In the future, patients may be able to turn to organ banks instead of searching for volunteers and living donors could avoid risky complications such as infections or serious bleeding. In time, researchers hope to decrease side effects and costs by lowering the amounts of immune suppressing drugs that recipients must take. But more cases will be needed to assess whether long-term outcomes differ between living and deceased donors. One of the greatest challenges ahead, Dr. Kirk said, will be understanding the social perceptions of the new option. People don't identify themselves by their kidneys, he said, but we've learned that transplanting faces and hands feel different to people. Is the uterus very personal? Or is it just another organ? Yikes. <clears throat> That's deeply disturbing. Disturbing. Um, hmm. Interesting. Um, people are still talking about the backlash. Or no, not the backlash, but the brashness of one Billy Porter from the Oscars. I, I want to make a brief mention uh, of the Oscars in reference to Regina King, who has somehow managed to revive her career and actually taken it to uh, another level, another plateau. Uh, people were asking about her tattoo. And um, I've seen debates online. People claiming that she's a Hebrew Israelite because her tattoo seems to be in Hebrew Yada, yada, yada. And you know how people just love to say, oh, yeah, she's woken. She's telling us who she is. Yada, I guess. So the story of her tattoo on her left forearm uh, 
out of her mouth, she said her and her son were reading the Kabbalah pages. Now, according to certain religious doctrines, according to your belief systems, uh, most Christian-based religions would deem the Kabbalah bad or evil or even satanic. Um, I have no opinion. I think there's things to be learned out of every uh, doctrine. So I kind of find it odd that, you know, she openly admitted that her and her son were studying the Kabbalah. Take it how you want, if you if you if you agree with her or not. And then she, uh, I guess they did like a blind quiz on what to pick for a tattoo, and they just happened to pick the same tattoo that meant, I believe, unconditional love, right? And there's this debate whether it's in Hebrew or Aramaic. I mean, it's all descended from something. So Aramaic predates Hebrew, if I believe correctly. It's, it, but it's they're similar, but not 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 completely the same. So hence the the the, the Hebrew esque tattoo on her, I believe, left forearm uh, in supposed Hebrew. That means unconditional love. Hopefully that brings some clarity to this uh, minor discussion about Regina King. Uh, once again, people still think uh, she's able to circumvent the things in Hollywood to be successful. Unfortunately, the news is, no, she is not. She's just like any everybody else in Hollywood that has to do some things to uh, to get where she's at. But either, nonetheless, uh, congrats to her and Spike and uh, everybody that won. Whether regardless of how you feel about them personally or not, I don't have an opinion about these people. Like, but you know, guys like Spike Lee, I'm genuinely happy for him. It's his fifth nomination. Bam, the man's been in the business for 30 years. You know, um, I, if you believe it's white validation or not, I'm just happy they, they gave the, they gave the brother what he's been looking for for so long. So <clears throat> now moving on. Now. The last time I wanted to t- I wanted to finish up because I was talking about Killer Mike's uh, or everything that was wrong with Killer Mike's trigger warning. And there was one particular gent that uh, he had. He uh, profiled and the guy's name was uh, Keith Lee, I believe he is a long line descendant of uh, Henry Lee. And uh, Robert E. Lee. And I, I, I made a reference to the T-shirt that he was wearing on the show. This episode is in reference to the uh, super group that he, pre- he presented. A uh, bunch of uh, different political thinkers. Yada, yada, yada. I kind of went somewhat in on the shirt that he was wearing. Because the shirt said, King Kill 33 Degrees. Clearly is a reference to masonry. I only gave a brief overview of the meaning of the, the of the shirt. I also said that of all the people that he featured on his show, there's no such thing as coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. Uh, you know, to me, I, I've always said Killer Mike has been on the take to a certain extent. And if you had watched that that uh, tra- that travesty. Uh, 
of a, of a Netflix show. I think you agree with me, but I want to kind of finish up <clears throat> the uh, the science behind the King Kill Thirty Three Degrees. A lot of it's in reference to the uh, assassination of JFK. A lot of Masonic uh, ley lines and uh, meeting points. So let me get into it real quick. Let me finish it up and uh, give a, a total overall view of why uh, his shirt was important and the reason why he was wearing that shirt on the show. So let me uh, pull up my notes real quick. Um, I had left off uh, in reference to the 32nd degree line, the three sisters mountains, uh, the name of the mountains is called Shakespeare. And there's a town in Arizona called Ruby. If you know your JFK history, you know how important Jack Ruby is. Um, and then Johnson mountain, uh, named at the Peabody mining company. There was a gunfight in 1883. Um, I got into the keystone. Um, okay, so now, the killing of the king. The eternal pagan psychodrama is escalated under these modern conditions precisely because sorcery is not what 20, 20th century man can accept as real. Thus, the killing of the king right of November 1963 is alternately diagnosed as a conflict Needless to say, each of these groups has a place in the symbolism having to do with the Kennedy assassination. But the ultimate purpose of that assassination was not political or economic, but sorcerous for the control of the dreaming mind and the marshalling of its forces is the omnipotent force in this entire scenario of lies, cruelty and degradation. Something died in the American people. On November 22nd, 1963, it was called idealism, innocence, or the quest for moral excellence. It is the transformation of human beings, which is the authentic reason and motive and motive for the Kennedy murder. And until so-called conspiracy theorists can accept this very real element, they will be reduced to so many eccentrics, amusing a tiny remnant of dilettantes and hobbyists. President Kennedy and his wife left the temple, Houston, and were met at midnight by tireless crowds present to cheer the virile sun god and his dazzling erotic wife, the queen of love and beauty in Fort Worth. On the morning of November 22nd, they flew to Gate 28 at Love Field, Dallas, Texas. The number 28 is one of the correspondences of Solomon in Kabbalistic numerology. The Solomonic name assigned to 28 is Beal. On the 28th degree of latitude in the state of Texas is the site of what was once the giant Kennedy Ranch. On the 28th degree is also Cape Canaveral from which the moon flight was launched made possible not only by the president's various feats but by his death as well. For the placing of the Freemasons on the moon could only occur after the killing of the king. The 28th degree in Templarism is the king of the sun degree. The president and first lady arrived in Air Force One 
code name Angel. The motorcade proceeded from Love Field to Dealey Plaza. Dealey Plaza is the site of the Masonic Temple in Dallas, now raised, and there is a marker attesting to this fact in the plaza. Important protective strategy for Dealey Plaza was planned by the New Orleans CIA station, whose headquarters were a Masonic Temple building in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Dallas, Texas is located uh, 10 miles north of the 33rd degree of latitude. The 33rd degree is, of course, the highest in Freemasonry. Of course, we know there's other higher degrees than that, but this is common knowledge. And the founding lodge of the Scottish Rite in America was created in Charleston, South Carolina, exactly on the 33rd degree line. Dealey Plaza is close to the Trinity River, and at 12.22 p.m., the motorcade proceeded down Main Street toward the triple underpass, traveling first down Bloody Elm Street. The latter was the scene of numerous gunfights, stabbings, and other violence. And it is the location of the Majestic Theater, the Pawn Shop, the Negro District, and the Industrial District. It is also the home of the Blue Front Tavern, a Masonic hangout in the grand tra tradition of tavern masonry. Sam Adams and the Masons of the American Revolution did much of their conspiring at the Green Dragon Tavern in Boston, one of the many bars claiming the honor of being the first Masonic Lodge and is the Bunch of Grapes Tavern, also in Boston. And the Blue Front was the site of the Broken Man Ritual, in which various members of the Brotherhood of the Broom swept the floor and tended some fierce javelino pigs. And the Blue Front was once a firehouse and was still sporting its fire pole in the late 1920s. This is extremely germane symbolism. And the national offices of the Texaco Oil Corporation are located on Elm Street in Dallas. Its chief products are Haviland Oil and Fire Chief Gasoline. On the corner of Bloody Elm and Houston is the Sexton Building. Sexton is heavily laden with graveyard connotations. It is closely associated to the beetles of the genus Necrophorus or Sexton Beetles, so-called because they bury the remains of tiny animals with their eggs. Bloody Elm, Maine, and Commerce form a trident pattern in alignment with the triple underpass as any Dallas map will show you. Many analysts contend that there are at least three assassins were involved in the crossfire ambush of Kennedy. It is a prime tenant of masonry that its assassins come in threes. Masonic assassins are known in the code of the lodge as the unworthy craftsmen because masonry is obsessed with earth as game board tessellation, and the ancillary alignments necessary to facilitate the game. It is inordinarily uh, concerned with railroads and railroad personnel to the extent that outside of lawyers and circus performers, no other vocation has a higher percentage of masons than railroad, railroad workers. I did not know that. Interesting. Minutes after John Fitzgerald Kennedy was murdered, three hobos unworthy craftsmen were arrested at the rail yard behind Dealey Plaza. No records of their identities had ever been revealed, nor the identity of the arresting officer.
All that remains of those few minutes are a series of photographs which have been or which have reached legendary proportions among persons concerned with uncovering the real forces and persons behind the assassination. Dealey Plaza breaks down symbolically in this manner. D means goddess in Latin and lay can pertain to the law or the rule in Spanish or lines of pre prenatural geographic significance and the pre-Christian nature religions of English. For many years, Dealey Plaza was underwater at different seasons, having been flooded by the Trinity River until the introduction of a flood control system. To this trident Neptune site came the queen of love and beauty and her spouse, the scapegoat and the killing of the king, right? The Gaelic word for Kennedy, meaning ugly head or wounded head. The systematic arrangement and pattern of symbolic things having to do with the, kill the killing of Kennedy indicates that he was a scapegoat and a sacrifice. The purpose of such macabre ritualism is further recognizable in patterns of symbolism culminating in the final making manifest all that is hidden. Now, we get into those that were involved in this, and I use the word involved loosely. Oswald. Oswald means divine strength, and the diminutive form of the word is Oz, denoting strength, the role which divine strength played in the Dili and goddess rule killing of the king ritual should be given careful consideration. One should also note the significance of Jack Ruby's killing or destroying of Oswald in reference to the ruby slippers of the Wizard of Oz, which one may deride as a fairy tale, but which nevertheless symbolizes the immense power of ruby light, otherwise known as the laser. Oswald may have undergone biotelemetry implantation in the Soviet Union while a volunteer at a behavioral control center at Minsk. Oswald roomed with Cubans and was allegedly friendly with a Castro man identified only as being burly and a key man. Burly can mean burlesque, burly Q, or burly Q-esque. The key, of course, is one of the most important symbols in masonry and the symbol of silence. If Oswald was the result of some Soviet Frankenstein process, why did he have to travel several thousand miles for such treatment when it is routine operation in America? While such activities of the Mill of Dread are pro forma at a variety of institutions at the present, there was once a time when it was deemed necessary to do such work at Walter Reed Hospital. These implants were back alley operations in which the victims were overpowered and some place or other drugged and then dragged to this government hospital. They were operated on, continued on a heavy drug regimen and varied from solomon to comatose for a number of days. The electrical function of the victim was recorded and monitored and the biotelemetry plant tested. Subsequently, the victims were brainwashed and returned to the place where they had been seized. The targets then continued their existence, unaware of how their bodies had been invaded and their autonomy stolen. Occasionally, victims were returned to Walter Reed because of the absences of the incision or for the replacement of the obsolete device with an updated one. Biotelemetry implants were made in various parts of the body depending on the desired effect and function. Like the disgraceful treatment of the autopsy of President Kennedy, Oswald is similarly weird. 
Oswald was literally butchered in the post-mortem examination. Pieces were actually cut out of his body. The major incision in his torso resembled a huge Y, which ran from the area of his groin to the solar plexus region. From there, incisions were made to the right and left armpits. The so-called two horns of the letter Y supposedly symbolized the paths of virtue and vice, the right branch leading to the former and the left to the latter. And the letter is sometimes referred to as the Litera Pythagorae, the letter of Pythagoras. Literae Pythagorae, discriminae, secta, bicornae, humanae, vitae, specimae, preferae, vidorte, the letter of Pythagoras, parted by its two-branch division, appears to exhibit the image of human life. In the 47th problem of Euclid lies the secret of the third degree of masonry. Pythagoras is called by Freemasons our ancient friend and brother. One of Pythagoras's main doctrines was the system of meneme psychosis, which pertains to the passing of a human soul into the body of an animal. Perhaps this was the intention of the autopsy by incising in Oswald's body the letter of Pythagoras. They sought to expedite transmigration, and they may have even gone as far as feeding sections of Oswald's corpse to the intended animal, for this, too, is a practice of which used to be widely feared as necromancy. Now, here's the Arlington connection. Uh, The Kennedy and Oswald's burial were both at Arlington. JFK at the National Cemetery near Washington, D.C., and Oswald at Rose Hill Cemetery near Arlington, Texas. Arlington is a word of significance in Masonic sorcery and mysticism, and it has a hidden meaning which ties in with necrotry. The At the Kennedy gravesite, there is a stone circle, and in its middle, a fire that is called an eternal flame. The fire in the middle of the circle represents a point in the circle, the same type of symbolism that is recognizable in Kennedy's briar and coffin being in the center of the rotunda and the capital. A point in a circle symbolized the sun in ancient sun worship. It was also a symbol of fecundity, fecundity, yes, with the point symbolizing a phallus and the circle a vagina. At the Oswald gravesite stands a small tree. There exists an old belief that a tree which grows at or on a gravesite is embodied with the spirit force of the person buried at the site, and that a twig or branch taken from such a tree has magical powers. Uh, Bear with me. Okay. Funeral rites. John F. Honey Fitzgerald, the grandfather of John F. Kennedy, was elected mayor of Boston, thanks in part to his Wake House campaigns, which were much imitated. And these consisted of a daily surveillance of the newspapers for announcements of deaths, after which a discreet sympathizer would be dispatched and a good deal of political mileage accumulated in the bargain. For a time, the Fitzgeralds lived near the former site of the Green Dragon Tavern, established around 1680 and the demolished for the widening of a street in 1820. The Fitzgerald home was on Hanover Street and the Green Dragon Tavern was on Green Dragon Lane, now called Union Street. 
the tavern boasted the first lodge room of Freemasonry in America and the St. Andrew Lodge located within the tavern proper. In the mysticism of the Chinese tongs, the green dragon is a death symbol. A symbol of the dragon is worn on a ring or held in the hand of a hatchet man. The green dragon is supposed to impart the notion of a license to kill, for it signifies that the murder is an affair of honor. The green dragon is the guardian of the god with a thousand eyes who protects the sanctity of the third heaven. Much of Boston's Irish population arrived in America and which were nicknamed the coffin ships. Members of the Kennedy family were acquainted with the coffin family. The Reverend William Sloan Coffin was the son of the theologian Henry Sloan Coffin. The younger Coffin was a member of the Peace Corps Advisory Council that Sergeant Shriver headed. Shriver or Shrive has the meaning of one who grants absolution to a penitent, and it was customary to call upon a Shriver before death. If the Shriver was not available, a sin eater was summoned. The old pious cry, which was connected with the request for a shriving, was shrive me, O holy land, and give me peace. To this, the shriver would respond, Pax Vobuscum. The spell lies in two words. Pax Vobuscum will answer all queries. If you go or come, eat or drink, bless or ban. Pax Vobuscum carries you through it all. It is as useful to a friar as a broomstick to a witch or a wand to a conjurer. Speak it, but thus in a deep, grave tone. Pax Vopuscum. It is irresistible to watch and ward. Knight and squire, foot and horse, it acts as a charm upon them all. I think if they bring me out to be hanged tomorrow, as it much to be doubted they may, I will try its weights upon the finisher of the sentence, Wamba, son of Witless. Sergeant Shriver, a Catholic and Kennedy by marriage, as head of the Peace Corps and in association with the coffin, might be considered to be in a, sens a sensitive position in relation to mystical uh, onomatology. In the ancient mysteries, the aspirant could not claim a participation in the highest secrets until he had been placed in the pastos, bed, or coffin. The placing of him in the coffin, this is what we call Hiram, Hiram Abiff. Uh, the placing in the coffin was called the symbolic death of the mysteries and his deliverance was termed a raising from the dead. The mind says an ancient writer uh, quoted by Stobus is afflicted in death just as it is the initiation as in the mysteries and word answers to the word as well as thing to thing for burial is to die and death to be initiated. The coffin in masonry is found on the tracing boards of the early part of the last century and has always constituted a part of the symbolism of the third degree, where the reference is precisely to the same as that of the pastos and the ancient mysteries. Uh, President Kennedy sat at the head of a coffin table at the White House. To his back over a fireplace hung a portrait of Abraham Lincoln, an assassinated president. On either side of the picture were urns that resembled the type called cinerary urns, which are vessels in which the ashes of the dead are kept. A book about JFK was called Three Steps to the White House and Masonry are what is known as the three symbolic steps. 
the three grand steps symbolically lead from this life to the source of all knowledge. It must be evident to every master mason without further explanation that the three steps are taken from the darkness to a place of light, either figuratively or really over a coffin, the symbol of death to teach symbolically that the passage from darkness and ignorance of this life through death to the light and knowledge of eternal life. And this from earliest times was the true symbolism of the step. The body of President Kennedy was placed in a coffin, which was positioned in the center of a circle under the Capitol Dome. The Catal Falk was a temporary structure of wood appropriately decorated with a funeral symbols and representing a tomb or cenotaph. It forms a part of the decorations of a sorrow lodge. This Masonic Encyclopedia entry refers to the ceremonies of the third degree and lodges of the French Rite. Pictures taken of the Kennedy coffin and catafalque show that two props of the funeral rite as a symbol or as a point in a circle. Uh, fecundity is a symbolic signification of the point within a circle and is a derivation, I'm sorry, derivation of ancient sun worship. And the lore of mystery cults and fertility religions were invariably by the legend of the death of the hero God and the disappearance of his body. Now, where have you heard that one before? And the subsequent search and sub supposed finding of the body, we see the contrivance of an elaborate physical ruse. The body was said to have been concealed by the killer or killers of the hero God. The concealment of the body was called aphanism and is a rite of the Masonic third degree. Anyone interested in comprehending the mechanics of group mind control would do well to study the third and ninth degrees in particular and all the grades of masonry in general. The disappearance of the body, this aphanism is found in the assassination of President Kennedy. The president's brain was removed and his body buried without it. Dr. Cyril Wecht, chief medical examiner of the Allegheny uh, County, Pennsylvania, past president of the American Academy of Forensic Sciences and a professor of pathology and law, received permission from the Kennedy family in 1972 to view the autopsy materials. When he routinely asked to see the brain, Wecht was told it was missing, along with the microscopic slides of the brain. The brain's not here. We don't know what happened to it. If and when the brain is recovered, the entire process will have been completed under the terms of Eurysis and the Masonic Mysteries are symbolic ladders. On the Masonic Tracing Board of 1776, there is a ladder with three steps, a significant revision, a revision of the usual ladder in such references. And there are, of course, all sorts of ladders. You have the Brahmanical ladder of seven steps. The Kadosh Ladder, Seven Steps, Rosicrucian Ladder, Seven Steps, Jacob's Ladder, 33 Steps, the Kabbalistic Ladder, 10 Steps. And then there is the old Tim Finnegan's Ladder, which is known to some as the Ladder of Misfortune. And it is seemingly com compromised of one false step after another. Tim Finnegan was an Irish hot carrier who fell off his ladder while drunk. Since he was apparently dead, his friends held a death watch at his coffin. And this watch lived up to the lived up to the traditional liveliness of these affairs. And Mr. Finnegan was splashed with some vintage Irish whiskey and resurrected Finnegan's wake. 
After the Kennedy coffin was removed from the center of the Capitol Rotunda Circle, it was taken with the pageantry, pageantry to the street for viewing. The funeral procession made an unplanned stop at Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the Occidental Restaurant, and a picture was taken of the flag-draped Kennedy coffin with the word Occidental featured prominently over it. In masonry and in the lore of the Egyptian jackal god Anubis, a dead person is said to have gone west. Several months later, after the Kennedy funeral, Occidental Life, an insurance branch of Transamerica Corporation, ran an advertisement for a group life insurance, which it proclaimed to be new, but contained a new a turn that was indeed original. And the infer inferential weird claim was made that until now, there was only one way to cash in on group insurance. Apparently, someone rather profound changes were made in the manner of things as they are after the killing of the king had become a faint accompli. And the spontaneous stop was made because of the horse solder, a.k.a. chief, a gelding which was wearing boots pointing around the, the rear of the Kennedy funeral rites. Horses figure prominently not only in the pleasures of kings, but in their murders as well. James Earl Ray was convicted partly on the evidence of a white Mustang. Sirhan Sirhan claimed to be his psychiatrist, trance-like that he shot Robert Kennedy for a Mustang, Mustang, Mustang. John F. Kennedy had demonstrated affection for the performance of a lady who was a re renowned ostrich feather fan manipulator. Uh, Norma Jean Baker, a.k.a. Marilyn Monroe. Uh, in Egypt, lamenting girls with ostrich feathers sang a song of entreaty of the type that Nephthys and Isis reputedly sang as a dirge before the partial resurrection and or the erection of Osiris. The sad dirge or lamentation has become known as Maneros, consisting primarily of the singers entreating the dead to return by singing come to my house and then offering inducements of some type or other mm -mm -mm. okay in ancient egypt the entreaty to the dead of the type said to be performed by isis and nephthys was usually performed with a hawk fertility goddess statue present along with other funerary symbolism jacqueline kennedy was considered fashionable erudite, erotic, and stunningly gorgeous. Mrs. Kennedy visited an, an, an exhibition, I'm sorry, exhibition of Egyptian funeral rite symbols at the National Gar Gallery of Art, where she was photographed with a depiction of the hawk-headed divinity that was said to be named Hor Kenti Kim. Recently, there was a traveling nightmare of funeral symbolisms touring the country, the Tutankhamen exhibit of the National Endowment of the Human uh, Humanities. Before JFK began his Jornada del Merdo, aka the Journey of Death, he was photographed with Yugoslavian dictator Tito on the winding stairs in the White House. Tito is a significant name in masonry since it was the title given to Prince Herodim, the first judge and provost said to be appointed by King Solomon. The Tito was a reputed favorite of Solomon whose temple was a hotbed of thievery, money-changing, male and female prostitution, and sorcery. This ancient Tito presided over the lodge of attendants of this temple and was one of the 12 knights of the 12 tribes of Israel. 
JFK was some winding stairs with a man named Tito. Winding stairs are symbolically important in masonry. The degree of the winding stair is taught and the degree of the fellow craft. This is the second degree. And a person at this grade is, of course, a candidate for the symbolic assassination, urisis, autopsy, and coffin resurrection of the third degree. The number of steps and the winding stair are odd, although no less than so the fact that this Tito or Herodim is a name translating to the to as those who rule over the activities of the temple. I'm sorry, wait, of the temple Solomon. The winding stairs of this temple, according to the Masons, begins at the porch and winds to a level purified by the divine presence or the Shekinah and dominated by the divine strength called Oswald. President Kennedy preceded Tito down the stairs to a portrait of the assassinated President Garfield, where he was photographed. And another picture was taken on the stairs before a picture of Lincoln uh, in the Lincoln Continental limousine in which Kennedy was shot and the dozens of other parallels between the two men. It's unfortunate that President Kennedy didn't trip Tito and then slide down the stair rail for he was in a very vulnerable position as related to Masonic sorcery and such unorthodox action might have rattled the Prince of Herodine. John F. Kennedy, the one and only Catholic president of the United States, was a human scapegoat, a pharmacos. Uh, pharmacos can mean enchantment with drugs and sorcery or beaten, crippled and or immolated. And alchemy, the killing of the king, which symbolized by a crucified snake on a tall cross, a variant of the crucifixion of Jesus. Jesus Christ was tortured and murdered as a result of the intrigue of the men of the Temple of Solomon who hated and feared him. They were steeped in Egyptian, Babylonian and Phoenician mysticism. Masonry does not believe in murdering a man in just any old way. And in the case of JFK assassination, it went to incredible lengths and took great risks in order to make this heinous act of theirs correspond to the ancient fertility oblation of the killing of the king. Um, now I have earlier stated that the three hobos arrested at the time of the assassination in Dallas are at least as important symbolically as the operation that they com uh, they comprise the three unworthy craftsmen of masonry. This symbolism is once again a telling psychological blow against the victim and his comrades, a sign of frustrated inquiry, the supposedly senseless nature of any quest into the authentic nature of the murderers and the mirror or doppelganger of the three assassins who execute the actual murder. As for the three assassins themselves, Perry Raymond Russo told a New Orleans grand jury that CIA Agent David Ferry said regarding the assassination of JFK that there would have to be a minimum of three people involved. Two of the persons would shoot the divisionary shots and the third shot the good shot. Ferry said that one of the three would have to be the scapegoat. He also said that Ferry discoursed and the availability of exit saying that the sacrifice man wouldn't give the other two time to escape. Now, the Warren Commission. I'm going to wrap this up. The Warren Commission. Okay. These are the thoughts of a huckster which, which would not need search for dressed all in black with conical cap. Instead, look among the gray flannel suits in the boardrooms and offices of the newspapers, electronic media, government, and advertising agencies. That is, those who are not busy working for the CIA or naval intelligence selling the public lies. Now.
Mason Lyndon Johnson appointed Mason Earl Warren to investigate the death of Catholic Kennedy. Mason and the member of the 33rd degree, Gerald Ford, was instrumental in suppressing what little evidence of a conspiratorial nature reached the commission. Responsible for, for supplying information to the commission was Mason and a member of the 33rd degree, J. Edgar Hoover. Wow. Former CIA director and Mason Allen Dulles was responsible for most of his agency's data supplied to the panel. Uh, now, would it be panel? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Representative Hale Boggs, the only Catholic on the commission, at first agreed with its findings. And when he later began to seriously question them, he was accidentally killed in a plane crash. The term hoodwink, a symbol of the secrecy, silence, and darkness in which the mysteries of our art should be preserved from the unhallowed gaze of the profane. Dr. Albert Mackey, Mason, member of the 33rd degree, foremost Masonic historian of the 19th century. That is how they see us, as profane, as cowans or outsiders, unclean and too perverted to look upon their hallowed truths. Yes, murder, sexual atrocities, mind control, attacks against the people of the United States. All of these are so elevated, so lofty and holy as to be beyond the views of mere humans. Ruby. On December 20th, 1947, Jacob Rubenstein changed his name to Jack L. Ruby by decree of the 68th Judicial Court of Dallas, Texas. The etymology of the term Ruby is a French word Rubis, Spanish is Rubai, Latin is Rubinus, carbuncle. In old law books, it was once the practice to print some of the titles of the statuses in red, and these were termed rubrics or a ruby, and hence any fixed, formulated, or authoritative injunction of duty was apt to be designated as being rubic or ruby. As a rubinous or carbuncle ruby is associated with the breastplate of judgment used by the chosen misfit or high priest or Jewish, Jewish sorcery, enabling them to receive divine answers regarding the welfare of Judaism. Some interpretations claim that the breastplate of judgment manifested the immediate presence of Jehovah and also worn by Masons in royal arch chapters. This breastplate, which contained 12 stones, each symbolized one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The carbuncle or ruby was connected to the tribe of Judah. The term Jack Ruby was once used by pawnbrokers to indicate a fake ruby, an iconic Iconography, in iconography, a ruby or carbuncle symbolizes blood, suffering, and death. Now, District Attorney for New Orleans, James Garrison, was supported by a Truth or Consequences Club and is alleged to have been an ex-FBI agent and to have been mentally disturbed at one time. Jim Garrison was an outsider in the secret society machinations of the FBI and may have very well been pharmacology or hypnotically induced to set up his ill-fated investigation and the position he acquired in the Truth or Consequences Commission. Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, is a town located on the 33rd degree of parallel latitude. And near the same latitude, John Fitzgerald Kennedy became an oblation on the same latitude as the chief temple on this planet in the mind of sorcerers, namely the Temple of Solomon at Jerusalem which was once located there and is sworn to be rebuilt on the 33rd degree. 
In a literal alchemical sense, the making manifest of all things that are hidden is the accomplishment of the third law of the alchemist and is as yet unfulfilled or not least completed. The other two have been the cremation and destruction of primordial matter, the detonation of the first atomic bomb at the Trinity site at White Sands, New Mexico, on the 33rd degree of parallel, the killing of the king at the Trinity site at Dealey Plaza, Dallas, near the 33rd degree of latitude. Okay, only the repetition of the information presented in conjunction with the knowledge of this uh, mechanism of making manifest of all that is hidden provides the sort of boldness which will can demonstrate that we are all aware of the, all of the enemies all the opponents, all the tricks and gadgetry, and yet we are still not dissuaded that we will work for the truth, for the sake of the truth, let the rest take upon themselves and their children the consequences of their actions. That, everybody, I know is long-winded. This is the guy, descendant of these people, that Killer Mike had on his show. I, the rabbit hole goes so deep, so deep. I need to take a break because even I'm still kind of shaken by everything I just read to you guys. Um, I will be back in about three minutes. Oh, I need a drink.
I'll pull I'll pull some rabbit out my hat. I'll figure it out. That is interesting. Yeah, that first hour went by pretty quick. Even I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah 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 Okay. All right, caller, what's your name? What you want to talk about? Hi. Candace, well, how are you doing? behind the scenes like on the break but uh okay. if you like we can feed in like in a, we're actually about to go back on in a second so um actually about to feed everybody back in and we can do all this on the air where it can be you know captured in the court okay okay so are you ready yeah yeah oh it's <laughs> okay uh once you're ready i'm about to feed everybody back in All right, welcome back to the uh, Morning Star Show featuring Super Slot 75. I am your host, Super Slot 75. Uh, quick shout out to Ron Boards, our producer, Cindy Ashby. Also, you can find us on 
on thewakeupradio.com. We are also on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Also, if you care to donate, donate any amount, which will go to website and airtime. It's a labor of love, but we still live in a costly world. If you appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. You can always donate through PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Also, if you're liking the advertisement slot, please hit us up at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. The call-in number, as always, is 678-562-1881. you also find me on YouTube. Uh, also, merchandise available at teespring.com forward slash superslide75. All right, so I got a call on the line. I got Cindy on the line, correct? I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Candice? Okay, what's uh, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, sorry. So I was wondering, does that make us put us a little bit more at risk? Because you know they're already killing us for the for our organs. So now, are they really going to be on the hunt for us? Um. Wow. When you say, you know what I mean? I get what you're saying. When you say hunt, um. Wow. I, I will say this. Um. If you are pregnant or early term pregnancy, uh, I would get a second opinion about what your doctors tell you if they say you're at risk for losing the said child. Okay, but they took the they took the they took it out of the lady when she died. Yeah, um, unfortunately, once you know, once you die, you be, you're your property of the state. This is why your 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 people have to go to the coroner to get permission to release the body. So by the time you get to the body, or you get the body, you, you're pretty much all chopped and sold for parts, for the most part. That is so scary. And then I have another question about. The stuff that you were saying about Kennedy and stuff, so nobody's safe. Uh, I mean, like, is that like when you go and be a president and all that? Aren't you like down with them and they can just off you like that and kill you and stuff? If it's, nobody's safe, no, unfortunately, no. But that's what they sign up for. And then kill a mic. What happened when he was with Bernie? I thought he was down with it. Like, he was down. Like, he's one of them. Sadly. I don't know what to believe anymore. Um, I would I, I would tell everybody, just take everything with a grain of salt. You know, if they're on TV, they're on TV for a reason. D- did you have anything else or you're, you're good? Yeah, I'm a, I don't even know if my mother's my mother. I, at this point, I don't even know if I'm me. Like, this world is just so, like, crazy. It, it is it's indeed. This is true. Okay, thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right. Uh, thank you, Candice, for the call in. Also, want to give a, oh, another call in. Okay.
Call. What's your name? What do you want to talk about? Hello. Hey, how are you? This is Linda. Hey. I have a okay. I have a question. Um, Warren Buffett, Robert Kelly, Robert Kraft, and the stock highest Kraft sells. I think thirty thirty uh, percent, maybe on two uh, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Is there some type of universal message from all of these events? Um, every once in a while, they play with the market systems. Um, I mean, it's it's not a banker's reset or not a banker's holiday. No time soon. Like all your holidays, when um, basically all your holidays are, are banking holidays. Now, when they play with the markets, that's just them playing with the markets because they have nothing else better to do. So, um, but okay. is there another crash coming? Yes. How bad or how big the crash would be? I couldn't tell you. So, like, you got a lot of people that still want to hold on to the crypto thing, um, especially with JP Morgan making their own crypto. So now that you know the fix is in, once the banking system gets yeah. in on the crypto scam or whatever the case may be. So, um, always bet on metals, your diamonds and metals. That they, they, they never, they'll never lose value. That's what they still use. Truth be right. told. So, yeah. Uh, the only reason Robert Kraft. Uh, and of course, you know, one Buffett owns a significant amount of the Heinz Crest stock. Um, I guess, and um, yeah, so okay, I think you answered my question. Um, uh, you, you answered my question, <laughs> okay? <laughs> well, I, I do think because I was thinking, I, I tried to look up, well, you know, both are billionaires. And Robert Kraft got arrested for uh, solicitation. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and they are both billionaires. And then, of course, Robert Kelly and Robert Kraft, they had the first thing, got, both of them got, um, uh, ar not arrested, but got in trouble for you know, having sex inappropriate, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So I would just wonder whether there a universal language, <laughs> something, a message going on with all of these characters, Warren Buffett, Robert Kelly, Robert Kraft, and the stock, basically. Um, well, you know, Buffett is old. Buffett likes to do like double double worded messages when it comes to stocks and whatever the case. This is the same guy that says he would never leave his kids money, right? Because that he said he would he would he would leave it he would leave it to a foundation or whatever he would never leave his kids his fortune which is nonsense because I don't know what um, oligarch is not going to leave the pass on an inheritance to their to their offspring um, of course Warren Buffett is uh, LeBron James's financial mentor so you got to keep that in mind as well too so it's a lot of double sided double talk from these guys I don't take what they say serious I, you know watch watch the monies or watch the markets. And, you know, a lot of these guys, their monies yeah. are in physical properties like land and, and, and uh, resources. It's not like, you know, they're not billionaires because of crypto or things of that nature. So um, while they're right. pushing right. us for they push us towards the fake money and their resources and, and, uh -huh. and wealth comes from actual physical things you can hold and, and own things of that nature. So. Right. OK. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. All right. That was Linda. Thank you, Linda, for calling. Also, I think it's the same Linda that gave a donation. Snapchat, um, Super Chat. Uh, Linda, thank you once again for the uh, the generous donation. Appreciate that. Um, 
All right, so I want to get into real quick um, the Rapid DNA Act. So it's been around for a while, 2017. Uh, so May 16, 2017, U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate passed the Rapid DNA Act of 2017. Uh, the bill was sponsored by Senator Orrin, Orrin Hatch and Representative James Sensenbrenner of Wisconsin. Uh, the bill was sponsored by, oh, no, no, no. Okay. They enjoyed bipartisan support. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So the bill was passed by unanimous consent voice votes in both chambers. And that's rare. You ever see a bill pass with, with no, uh, opposition from either side. So, uh, simply put the act will expand the use of rapid DNA technology in law enforcement departments by creating a way for them to use results they get by connecting the uh, another call on the line. Okay. Oh. Okay. Caller hung up. All right. Let me get. Let me get back in. Um. So yeah, law enforcement departments by creating a way for them to use the results they get by connecting them to the FBI's combined DNA index system called Codex or CODIS. I'm sorry, CODIS. Uh, let's see. So rapid DNA is a fully automated technique that can develop a CODIS core Loki STR profile from a reference sample uh, buccal swab in approximately 90 minutes. So basically, if the, the, the cops kicking you your door, they're not sure who you are, they'll swab you, and it'll tell you, it'll tell them who you are in, in 90 minutes. Um, it consists of automated DNA extraction amplification, separation, detection, and analysis, and requires no human intervention after the sample is collected and placed in the instrument. So basically, once they do this, they'll put you in a, a huge FBI uh, DNA database. Uh, let's see here. Now, rapid DNA can be used to develop a much a profile much more quickly than traditional methods using a buccal swab reference sample. This means that trained law enforcement officers could obtain the DNA profile of a suspect and compare it to those in the national uh, DNA index systems in a time frame of under two hours, allowing them to hold suspects who profile match one in the system. Uh, let's see. Now, they claim that rapid DNA technology cannot be used to generate profiles using forensic crime scene samples. This is because forensic samples are often limited in quantity or variable quality and could contain material from more than one individual. I don't believe that for a second, but anywho, let's continue. Um, the first use of rapid DNA uh, for the first time in a criminal investigation in 2013, the case involved a theft of over $30,000 of items from a residence in Florida. The burglary occurred when the homeowner was serving overseas with the Air Force. In another example, Tullytown, Pennsylvania, police use a rapid DNA system to catch a car thief. Um, let's see. They claim rapid DNA te technologies will help address one of the one type of sample that crime labs test. Once implemented, trained officers will be able to process reference samples, buccal swabs collected from the people of interest, and generate the CODIS profile without sending them to the lab. Yikes. Now, this will decrease the number of overall samples a crime lab would need to process. Rapid DNA technology will not help in the backlog of forensic samples, crime scenes, and rape, rape kit samples. Um, let's see. Now, at the time this was passed, they said the FBI intends to develop and implement interfaces needing, needing, needed for booking stations to access CODIS within one or two years. So this thing is already act up. 
is that is already active. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so yeah, Trump had uh, re-signed this thing back into uh, in, into effect, I believe, last year. So as far as um, you know, that I know. Well, depending on what state you're in, if you commit a crime, they gotta get you know they, they gotta go through a process to get your your DNA sample. Now they don't need to do so. This pretty much circumvents uh, warrants and your laws and attorneys and everything. So basically, if they catch you in the commission of a crime where they or where they deem a crime, they'll take your DNA sample right there and figure out who you are and um, deal with you accordingly. I suppose. All right. So the call in number, if you have any questions. Uh, you know, whatever case may be, is the number is six seven eight five six two one eight eight one. Um, I had one more thing I wanted to discuss, and I can't find it. I can't find it. Okay, so I had a friend. I was talking to a friend over the over the weekend, and we were. Uh, I don't know why we were talking about the Beatles again. We always talk about the Beatles. So I, oh, another caller on the line. All right, caller, what's your name? Hey, who this? This is my man. This this is my man. My man, Ryan. Shoot it. <laughs> what's on your mind tonight, big dog? <laughs> Before I say anything, I want to uh, applaud you and uh, congratulate you and, you know, say thank you for sticking up for us. Or, you know, not that I was on the panel with you, but, you know, that, I don't want to get you started, but that lady was way out of line with what she was saying, you know, regardless of her opinion. And I respect you for standing up for everybody and yourself. I appreciate that. I I, I was shocked that she even went that far. I, I, I'm still, like, flabbergasted, you know, like, I, like, bitch, how dare you, you know? Well, you nipped that in the butt pretty quick, I'm can't see why how he how he isn't yeah how he couldn't yeah so just some of the names you rattled off and the fact that warren um hoover johnson 
I'm sure Bush and a lot of those other guys are, you know how strong the Masons are in Texas. Yeah. And, um, how they actually attack the Texas was like a huge thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, want, I wanted to touch on a lot of shit, but I'm surprised like esoterically how much that guy um, was knowledgeable about the things you were speaking on. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm not a mason myself, but I know a lot about masonry. And I feel like to discover what you need to learn about, like, who runs shit, you have to, like, study those people. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you study you study your opponent's psychology to get a better understanding and put yourself in his shoes. So, like, that's what I've done with a lot of my time and how I have the knowledge that I, you know, feel I do have at this point. Right, right, right. Um, so, like, yeah, so some of the t- the stuff you touched upon, like how he brought up Sirhan Sirhan and uh, the mind control stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I never I never heard him say about the Mustang stuff, but I look at Sirhan Sirhan as a Manchurian candidate. And like, you know, if I ever touch deeply on JFK, what I allude to is that um, the CIA and the FBI manipulated Sirhan Sirhan to kill Robert Kennedy, you know, RFK, who was the attorney general at the time. And the, the mob, and, and, you know, as like a, a cross favor for a favor, blood for blood. Mm-hmm. And this is what's crazy that this guy brought all this up. But they did that for the CIA and after, even though they were paid, like as an organization, they did it for each other. And it's also to service the disinformation route because it would confuse people more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. Um, I know. One of the things I, I was going to touch on besides all the weird stuff that he said was that I had previous knowledge that, and like in that documentary, I have a lot of this knowledge, but I did my own research, but they were going to kill Kennedy in, in Miami. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of that before. I thought that was, I heard that in, in roughly passing. I thought it was a, a joke at that point when I, when I first heard it, because I'm like, okay, what's the connection and why Miami? But go ahead and get into it. Okay. Okay. And. There is a connection, and you could look at it. And basically, like from what I surmised, because you know, I know I'd like to think I know a lot about the Black Hand. That's like kind of one of my specialties, like the Italian mob. You know, I watch like you know, I don't know how many hours of video and read into things, and you know, know some shady characters myself. I'll just leave it at that. You know, I am half Italian, but like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm a part of something I'm not. But I, I'm knowledgeable. Okay, so um, Santo Traficante. He was a, the crime boss of Tampa. He was great friends with Carlos Marcellos. And those are two key individuals in this conspiracy. You have to research Carlos Marcellos. He was the crime boss of Louisiana. I don't know if it was Baton Rouge or which city exactly, but um, Louisiana was one of the biggest mob cities in the beginning. You, you could look this up. But when they first came there, they said it resembled Sicily. And like they came to Louisiana for whatever reason. But besides Louisiana, um, Tampa, Santa Traficante was integral in um, this this plot, apparently, in facilitating these people to come from on trains, of all things. It's weird you were speaking about trains. Come on train from Chicago down, you know, to um, Texas, okay? But um, that basically, from what I surmised, that they were going to do this hit in Miami because of Santa Traficante's connections, okay, to the police and to everybody who would have been creating the presidential parade. And one of the things they uh, point out is that a lot of windows were open on the on the motorcade because he did still have a parade. I'm pretty sure it was just that the, the actual hit was canceled. Now you could look into all this, like all these theories. But um, so 
So what I was saying before when I called in was that 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 um the three Corsican hitmen were paid to carry out this hit besides you know the Patsy Oswald. And um, like what I heard that was this documentary, and it's strange that you said what you did about the trains, and this is really why I wanted to call in amongst other things. And I'm sorry, I'm like long-winded, but I'm excited about everything you said. You know, it weirds me out. But um, in that documentary, Sly, you, you, you guys with me on this one? Um, these people, basic, this guy, he was deaf, but he claimed that he saw like a puff of smoke from the grassy knoll and like, like a couple men in suits and people who look like vagabonds or train workers, as you said. And he's like deaf, but in sign language, he's like breaking down in this documentary how he saw this puff of smoke. He can't hear because he's deaf. But I'm, I'm assuming the puff of smoke was from the rifle, you know. And um, basically, um, saw the guy walk towards the train and break down the pistol. Hmm. So that's one of the things I wanted to call in. I, I think it's really strange that you said something about the train tracks and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh so after hearing that in the documentary and what you just said, to me, it, it is all connected. And the death of the king and, the, you know, the death and the rebirth is all very interesting to me because, you know, they say that's a major Masonic ritual. Um, the other thing that I find very interesting is the fact that, do you remember JFK's famous speech where, you know, he said, um, ask not what you could do for your country or what your country could do for you, what you could do for your country, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but besides that speech, like, he basically gave a speech where he, um, you know, he was announcing to put the world back on the gold standard. I'm going to just give you a lot of reasons they were mad at him. The Bay of Pigs massacre had the CIA and FBI very mad at him. The, the, the botch, you know, that they botched the Bay of Pigs massacre, you know, which was the invasion of Cuba. Um, and, um, you know, numerous other reasons who their father was and his connections, you know, that he, they basically were becoming disloyal to the mob and the government, the dark cabal. So in my mind, Kennedy was going to expose these people. And besides the other reasons that they, you know, need, they couldn't obviously let them expose what their agenda was. It was just the perfect place and time to create this hit because of all the pool that these people had in Texas. Um, you know, Lyndon Johnson was from Texas. George W. Bush, who was the CIA director, was um, from Texas. And numerous other people that were in on this conspiracy were from Texas. And to me, that just, you know, it just points to uh, overall collusion that just can't be ignored. Now, you know, I don't have any notes, you know, I'm just going off the top of my head, but those are just some of the things I wanted to touch upon while, you know, what what all those things that that guy said were fresh in my mind. That's what's up. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I, I, no, I appreciate you know. I, no, I was saying I always, I always appreciate your input, man, because you know, you you said like the things that you know I didn't, I don't know or didn't know or you know only had a, a limited knowledge of. So I, I definitely always appreciate you. Yeah, bro, I just, you know, I like to mention, the, like, the major players so people could put names to faces and actually go and research these people and see their connections. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Sly, it's always interesting for me to come on and chop it up with you. Like, you were just getting into the DNA shit. And, like, 
if we do get to touch on the Super Soldiers eventually on Friday or, you know, whenever we find time. It's weird because um, that Max Spears um, girlfriend, Sarah Adams, was speaking a lot about spiral staircases and how it has to do with DNA. It's like, you know, that it's like a, a symbolism for DNA in a way, the double helix mm-hmm. and the caduceus. And I, I just found it all really strange that that was something that that guy tied in about the winding stairs and the picture and stuff. Yeah. You know, um, just strange stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I got to call in and talk to you briefly. But, I, you know, the stuff you were saying had my mind racing. And I find it crazy that Killer Mike would have a guy like that on the show. I think that obviously he has some sort of hidden agenda and releasing information like that through a show regardless. Clearly. I mean, I'm glad that it sparked conversation. Yeah, I mean, because I'm just curious as to how many people he the guy, you know, kind of let know what, what time it was by that t-shirt and wearing that t-shirt. There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing happenstance. You just don't come onto a show wearing whatever the fuck you want to wear, you know? So, you know, who knows who all he, he gave, you know, gave the nod and the, and the wink to, uh, you know, per that, 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 per that episode, you know, cause, cause of that guy, you know? So, yeah. I find it strange that a guy like Killer Mike would be friend of white supremacist. I understand how, like, I don't know. I guess if you're in jail, maybe you could coexist. But like, I'm, I, you know, I'm a white guy. I don't even want to be involved like with white supremacists. You understand what I'm saying? Right. I, just, I understand like his cultural diversity thing, but it's it's just all over very strange to me, bro. And like, you know, I just wanted to get on here and, you know, really just. Confirm it. Yeah, it, there is a war going on outside that, that, that no man is safe from, and it's an unseen war. But you just have to have faith in like your strength and your family, you know, to um just see through the confusion and realize that like a lot of this is over our heads, and we could be aware and knowledgeable of it. But like, there's there's nothing we could really do to to stop the tide of some of these things. And you know, I don't want to be too long winded and like, Bob. I'm glad you have me on, but. I want to get back to making some comments and watching you again. Um, I really thank you for going in tonight and going in on that lady, bro, for real. It's all good, my brother. We're going to talk about the year. We're going to get into Super Soldiers, man. Even if if not this Friday, then definitely next Friday for sure. But I'll let you know. Yeah, we will do it regardless, my man. You know, I will always be ready. And, you know, thanks again for having me on, my man. Y'all have a good night. All right, you too, bro. Peace, bro. Peace. Yeah, that's my man. That's my man, Ryan. That's like my co-host for the Occult Talk on Friday nights, even though the last two weekends has been like on Saturday. So <laughs> but that's my guy right there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always appreciate his uh, his input. So um, got another caller. All right. Caller, you know, what's your name? What you want to talk about? Brother, I can't call. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just existing. I'm just existing. <laughs> man, I had to pull over, man. I had to pull over, man. Cause you dropping so many bombs, man. I had to pull over like the red light and Christian Cream was on. Oh man. shit! <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind tonight, bro? <laughs> man, I'm just man. I'm, I'm still tripping off the stuff that you just laying down, man. I guess, I guess, my question is, um. As far as like Oswald 
and Ruby go, uh, do we believe these guys really were Patsies? Or were these like kind of like the first experimental type super soldiers? Because if I remember right, I remember, was it Oswald's intelligence was measured off the charts, if I remember this correctly. Right. It was really, really intelligent. He yeah. I, I won't I won't call them I won't say I won't say super soldiers. I won't say patsies per se. I'll just say everybody has a role to play in this huge production. You know, because a lot of guys they go into the and they you know they know off the top what their role is gonna be. And like, yo, you you're gonna play the Joker and you're gonna play this and you're gonna play that, and they and they perform it to you know to 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 the to the best of their abilities. You know, they realize the game is bigger than all of them. They're just pieces on a chessboard at the end of the day, and they understand that. You know, so this is why some people can't understand. Well, why would they go? Why would they sign up for something? They, they, it, it may end up. They may end up getting killed. Well, that's that's part of the production. Like that's that's the role they decided to take on, and they're going to play it to the to the best of their abilities. You know, because in their in their society, you know, you, you'll be revered much much more. And so, and I'm using the word sacrifice with with uh, air quotes. You know, what I'm saying, and playing your position, playing your part that required you to sacrifice yourself. You'll be held in high regard. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll get the you'll get the burial, the carrier casket on the shoulders, you know, as opposed to at, at the at the at the at the waist. You know, so um to them it's worth it. You know. But it, it's they're all pieces for okay. the, the for the huge set up. Go ahead. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now I guess um also I guess piggyback on what Ryan said about the Miami um, situation where he was supposed to get killed in Miami. Yeah, yeah. Also, I remember reading somewhere that the play route that he that he actually took wasn't the original play route. It was supposed to be another play route in Dallas. He was supposed to take, but somehow it got scrapped. That I is don't true. Know if there's any truth, that, that is true. That years ago. Yeah, that is true. That is not. That was not the okay. original route. Yep, you're right. Okay. Okay, and also I guess my uh, final one. I, I really believe this that. When Kennedy, the part where Kennedy grabs his throat before his head goes in which direction, I believe that shot had to come from his driver, either by a pin gun or some or some kind of device where they push a button and something shot out, shot out one of those car vents. Because it's there's no way he just grabs his throat like that, and then I believe the that shot came from his driver, or came from a front somewhere, and then they keep saying this magic bullet. Do you believe that? They were, they used the, like the real gun technology back then when they um took him out as they called the magic bullet. Probably the gun never could actually find the bullet per se. Um, I wouldn't say not for Kennedy. I'm I know they've used the real guns for other shits, but you know that that debate will never die if the if the shot came from the front. You know, because you still got people that believe that the wife, you know, pulled the trigger too. You know, when she went to go, when he was falling forward, and she would. I mean. We'll never know. It's it, it makes for great debate, though, you know. But when he grabbed his throat, it because yeah, it, it it gives you a good. It's a good. It's a good enough case for uh. It's a good. It's a good question. Like it raises a very good question. You know, would I be surprised if it all came out in the end that you know it came from the front? No, I wouldn't. Because think of think about how much we know now versus when you know we heard the story ten years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. You know, so a once every decade or so, a little bit more. Gets re- gets revealed with uh with this situation, you know, because I ain't never heard about the whole you know CIA FBI kind of swap hits for each other twenty years ago, you know. So as 
as things progress. Yeah, right. I didn't know they were in, you know, Traficante. You know, I was like, wow, they, they oh, so they were working with a mob. And, you know, and then the whole, uh, how they did, how they did Bobby Kennedy. I was like, wow, 20 years ago, we didn't know all this. Well, you know, not a, not, not a lot of us knew all this. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess also, also people too, I keep telling people sleep on Papa Kennedy that he was like a shot caller in the Irish mob that a lot of people don't really talk about Papa Kennedy that he, he had he had weight in the Irish mob. Like oh, he was a heavy shot caller. Believe that. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I just wish Papa Kennedy went to Trump. You know, he, he was that dude. That's all I'm going to say. He was that dude. I agree. I agree. My man, thank you, brother, for calling in as always. What's up, what's up? All right, peace. Yeah, that's what's up. I appreciate all everybody calling in. It helps make the show flow because I'd be running out of topics to talk about. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, if I don't know what to tell you, like, if you hold Killer Mike in high, re- high regard, I. I guess I feel sorry for you because, you know, I knew something was afoot with him when he was on the whole Bernie Sanders thing. Like, come on, just a rap nigga all of a sudden at that level of politics with Bernie Sanders a few years ago. You just knew something. To me, it didn't it didn't make sense, man. And, um, you know, like I said, nothing happens by coincidence. These people aren't on shows just because of their good looks and whatever the case may be. A lot of these people have already been vetted before they get, even get on these shows. Um, you know, like I said, what are the odds of this guy? Oh, got another call on the line. All right. My man, what's going on? Brother, I'm I, you know working like a Hebrew, like anybody else. I'm caught. I'm you, you know, I told you, you know, we would do the concert thing again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. I'm a okay, so look, so even before I get into it, I broke the whole stoner thing down. So you know, I smoke. So randomly, I'm standing on watching how high, right? <laughs> and you know, the whole thing and how high is they break down and like, they're like, oh, Benjamin Franklin. Was a stoner like da 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 da, you know what I'm saying? They discover the bomb and all the features to make the bomb, but it's like, you know, stoner was the term that they used for nations, like back in the day, then. like they called them stoners. So then you know you couple that with Kid Cudi day and night, boom, you got the stoner correlation to hip hop and like how they're pushing it in. So I went and talked with the currency in Chicago at House of Blues, and he'll probably talk to Jordan all night. If you do, you know, he saw him in Cleveland. But we saw, I saw him in the House of Blues in Chicago. And this was probably like fourth or fifth show in the concert, right? But like, remember before how we talked about, you know, how George Clinton said, like, they got to control it so that they don't come too quick during the show, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My man Currency came during the show because the energy was crazy. Like, you know, Wiz came out and the mic was messed up, but everybody just was rapping, giving them the songs. So it was like four songs in. And like, it was, he was just overwhelmed. He's like, man, do I care if we go change clothes real quick and come back and do the whole album? 
And sure enough, they did. But it was just interesting to me because it's like you know, Wiz is on a would be on a much higher level than currency. So it was just like you know, he was going for it, he was doing it. But it was just like that shit kind of grabbed currency like quickly. He had to get his composure back. But it was just real interesting. Hmm. See, it's kind of like I said, you know, on an esoteric level because nobody else caught that shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like right. nobody caught. But it was just like, that's totally what that was about. I mean, I've, I've seen him in the concert too, where he's done that, where he's changed clothes and he's come back. But then it's just like, now I'm kind of knowing more of what I know now. It was just super interesting to see, like, firsthand. Wow. That's what's up. I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you're able to pick that out because... 90, 90, 99% of everybody that goes to these shows, man, they just, they're, they're under a spell and they, you know, they just don't get it. So, yeah, yeah, that's what's up. And yeah, man, and this, and this, this Kennedy thing that you were giving, this is like, mind blowing. Because, like you said, you're right. I mean, look at I just Kevin Mike, you know, like even I guess if you were to correlate, I mean, I know people, so I don't want to get, you know, too brazy. But I guess if you were in a sort, in a sense, like look at the the, the, the evolving of the guns, mm-hmm. like what they stood for 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, CeeLo Green. Now, yeah, oh, man, so, they're, they're a mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're a mess. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I didn't even I, think I, about I, it. Did you, did you see the uh, what was that? Because did you see did you see the Outcast documentary? Like, it was like probably a year or two ago. That uh, organized or the organized noise documentary. Right? I have not. I have not. When it was like, it was on Netflix. That just okay. Well, that that kind of goes through the whole story, but you know, that go back to where it being like Rico's mom's house. But it's like, you can look at Rico Way now and you can tell that that nigga definitely got on that shit at some point. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, during the height of their set, like, this nigga got on drugs pretty bad. Like you said, we're sleepy, like, down with, with Hope, go do dope. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it's just like, kind of a, kind of an underlining tone within the whole, the whole family. So it's just like, you know, that's that kind of, that was very, uh, Thought provoking and interesting to look at as well. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good eye, good eye. Yeah, I guess I, I know their. Uh, I know the engineer Jarvis Jarvis Blackshear. He did all their all their early albums and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I've been down at the stink on you and everything. I mean, but when you said you know they they they've devolved, I, I was like, damn, it does make sense because now they just they're shells of themselves, man. Yeah, you're right. You know, and it's like, cause I guess, you know, the thing that was just so terrible was like with Outkast, it was like, you know, Outkast and UGK had them similar, you know, FU deals from Jive. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, when, uh, what, what was it? When the Pimp C thing started to happen, UGK and Jive was like, yeah, you know, you can go, but Pimp got to study because we got Pimp signed as a producer and a, and an artist. That's right. Same thing with Andre 3K. You know, yeah, Andre was, was Outkast, but he also was a part of our, our own three. Which was like, you know, who was it? it was him, Sleepy, and I forget who the third person was, but them was the three people. Arts on three, so it was like the label kind of just held on to him and shafted him. Right. But then it's just like, you know, and then you see, like you said, with Goodie Bond, they did the same thing with Steelo. You know, Steelo was the, was the focal point of the group, so they gave him the deal and kind of just like shelved everybody else. So it's just like now when you, you know, you look at the core components of it, like, you know, dudes who was really helping to write all the raps and who was really making all that music 
you know, they, they got their pieces that they can just put through the machine or continue to go through the machine. So it's like everybody else suffers. True, true that, true that. You're right. But man, I will let you get back to it because I know you're trying to explain something because everybody keeps calling in. But nah, you good, I dog. Just had to call in real. My man, I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in, bro. Sure, man. All right. No problem, man. Have a good night. My man, you too. Yeah, that's my man. Our turn up. So he be he like he uh I like what he does because he goes to the shows, the concerts, and he he can point out he actually see he sees what the program that goes on with the concerts and stage production and sounds and, and the, how the, the mood of the audience is. So I love that he's so perceptive. That he picks that stuff out. So he, what he does, he goes to these shows, he picks out what he sees and he, he'll give me a call. He'll, he'll text me like, yo, I went to this show. This is what I saw. This is what I picked out. And uh, I love it. Cause you know, um, I, I like when people go into situations or uh, outings or events, you know, with clarity and, and, and objectiveness and not be swayed under the, under the spell you know, even though, you know, you're going to have a good time and you feel the mood and the music and the ambiance, I get all that. But sometimes it's some, it's okay to just not be caught up in the nonsense to just kind of take a look, a step back and be like, okay, let me see this thing for what it is, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's all good. But, man, I, I appreciate that. Um, uh, so I got, what, 20 minutes left, 15 minutes left? If you guys want to call in, by all means, that the call-in number is uh, 678-562-1881. All right, I'm seeing in the chats, I keep hearing about this Doja Cat. Who the hell is Doja Cat? I'm looking at this chick. Was she some R&B singer? Because I, I, I'm, 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 I'm late to the party with Doja Cat. Somebody in the chat tell me what's so, what's so special about Doja Cat. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go. I'm a, I'm a, I got another call. Okay, got another call. All right, caller, what's your name? What you want to talk about? Hello? Yes, sir. Hello? Yeah, this uh, Rico. <laughs> what's going on, bro? Hello? Can you? I hear you. Hey. What's on your mind tonight, yeah, bro? This is Rico. What, what you? Rich. My man. Um, not much, man. Just calling in, check in. I didn't really catch the beginning of the stream, but uh, I'm calling sort of like in the middle toward the end. No, it's all good. I was talking about the. Uh, I haven't really called before, so. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. Now I was talking about the the uh, yeah. the white guy that was on uh, Killer Mike's uh, that particular episode. He he was the one that that, that used the white nigger line, and you know, so I, I kind of had to do some some research on why this why this particular guy was in the show and. He comes from he's like I said he's a descendant of uh, Robert E Lee and if you know your history about Robert E Lee and, and Henry Lighthorse Lee, that's who his people are. So I, I just find it odd that of all the people you have on your show, you have this guy on your on your show. So yeah, that was pretty much it. So oh, yeah. alright, so I catch the beginning once we done with this show last year. I only got so much time left. It's all good. It's all good. What up? you got anything you want to talk about or anything on your mind? Uh, no, I was, well, I mean, I know y'all was talking about something with the whole uh, the clone thing. I was you know, talking about the whole Eminem. I was just tapping that in. Okay. 
remember him passing away back in like oh five. <laughs> yeah, the original one, I believe, he died and died car. Yeah, car crash. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and like I said, by me being, you know, I'm Michigan on Detroit. I don't never see this dude. I, mean, I don't hear about nobody, you know, saying they seen him around town. Mm-hmm. You no, know, you no, know, Star Sight in the studio. He like pop up with like major events, but that's it. Like, <laughs> don't even see like pictures. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's that's. It's very telling, uh, you know, because Detroit's not not no not a small place, but not a you know. But if you're known, you're known. So yeah, right. Like I've even seen, you know, I went to school. You don't even see Big Sean around Detroit. Like, or like like local events. You don't even still. I don't ever hear about him. <laughs> right. Okay. Like at all. Okay. 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 That's what's up. What else you want to rap about? I ain't too much, man. I ain't gonna hold you up. You look, you look tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, always, I always look tired, but I appreciate the call, bro. Thank you. Uh, no problem, man. Keep doing your thing, Sly. I appreciate it. Uh, All right, peace. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah, that was Rico, my man, Rico Rich. Rico, I think you spoke of some kush, bro. <laughs> I think Rico... Rico was also had some good good. <laughs> he had some synthetic in his system. I don't know. Rico was way too chill. <laughs> Another call. I <laughs> okay. All right, call what's your name and what you want to talk about? Sean. Piranha. Hey, what's up, Sean? <laughs> what's going on, big dog? <laughs> Okay. Bruh. I don't want to run. I don't want to run you off in the ditch. Help me out. All right. I know we are talking about the stem and the production and David Chappelle and him and you know and all that other good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I know you remember we were talking about that. How? How do we? All right, and so if I walked up to them, how do they, how do you transfer memory? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, how do you transfer memory? Because if somebody, like, went to school with them, they remember when she pushed Lisa off the swing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the, the real David would know that. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so everything is basically consciousness transferred. They'll either put it in a chip and insert it into your brain some way somehow mm-hmm. or they'll do like um mm-hmm. how can i like the movie uh transcendent how they uploaded it they'll, they'll download you your consciousness and then upload your consciousness into the new body or the new brain or whatever the case may be so they got several ways of doing it it's not perfect because wow. i remember that episode of um married with children when bub was trying to get kelly to be smart Right. So what happens is the episode of uh, uh, 
married to married with married to, with Mary with children children, Bud had got Kelly to be smart. And 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 Al was like, Well, how did you get her to be so smart? He said, Well, well, dad, there's some things, you know, you, you pour some things in a cup and some things kind of get spilled out, and the doorbell rang, and she didn't know what the fuck the doorbell was. Some things you just you're gonna lose some things, <laughs> right? So you you lose um yeah. Certain memories, yeah, it's not perfect. You're gonna lose some, right, right, right. You're gonna lose some. You know, it's like um, you know, with the with the transmission of a, of your car, you know, the horsepower. You lose it. You lose fifteen to twenty percent when it goes through the transmission. So you're not getting the, the full oomph of the. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way I could describe it. And I ain't never bought a new phone, and all my and all my phone numbers transfer over. You always lose. Numbers and messages. Something, yeah. Find yep. a new phone and have all the data transferred. Yep. Over. Yep. Hmm. And you Man, know, I was when I'm sitting here, or you could just attribute it to loss of a memory loss, and I don't even remember. Yeah, and then you know when they glitch out, they they got to go they they got to go to rehab for a few months, and they come back. <laughs> you know, and uh, they had their breakdowns. Yeah. Yeah. And they gotta go to recall. Yeah. Yeah, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Basically. <laughs> they say, oh, you put the wrong card, you know, you messed up. And what do you think? But she tell him, I ain't even uploaded it yet. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remember that in the movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Man, that's scary. That's scary, bro. But, but think that's about so it. Scary. If you're one of these old fogies, you, wouldn't you want to? Kind of extend extend your lifespan a little bit longer. Man, I done suffered enough. <laughs> I'm ready to go. You ready to go? <laughs> I gotta do not resuscitate things. He said, "I'm ready to go." <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm gonna be fighting the nurse. She's gonna be trying to put that that air thing on your on on your nose. I'm gonna be fighting that shit away from me. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> No, I, you know what I, mean. I, I was but just, now I, will I was, ju- no, I was just disappointed that we, we, we all should just said, you know what, listen, we all should link together and just flamed her. We just, we it, just, some things you just don't, you don't say or do, man. I was, I mean, it was so far beyond disrespectful. 
Like you insinu- you insinuate insinuated some shit that, and then bitch, you didn't even offer an apology. Like you doubled down on it on top of that. You know, so I, Nick, I'm yeah. still in shock, bro. I'm still in shock. Yeah. Yeah, because me, I'll give you a warning shot across the bow. Just let you know that you're you're starting to get and you start to get in, in dangerous waters. Okay, don't come no further. Yeah, I'll just I'll give you that shot. Now, if you if you stop right there, I'll stop and I'll go on. You know, so how was your day? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Hey, yeah. got a new set of tires on my truck. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> but if you keep on. After I sh- uh, gave you a couple of warning shots over the bow, the next shots is coming in the hole of your frigging. Yeah, you know. So I mean, we're 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 go- we're gonna get it. It's gonna get it's gonna get nasty. Gonna get nasty. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, but I'm gonna get out of here so you can do your thing. But man, that lady she already that uh, uh, gave the money for R. Kelly. What? She did already. Uh, it, it took down her, her Facebook yeah, and all dang. that other good stuff. Some people are bombarding her. Well, uh, I'm laughing. Then you get out. Don't kill the McDonald's. Come right out. How do you go out of jail and go and twenty minutes out violate the, the your parole? Nick, I'm about to say, man. This you this know, looks like a very bad. This looks like a very bad stage play at this point. Like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, you should be going, you know, okay, but, but no, no, I'm going to go to McDonald's, take pictures, and then go to the cigar room. Are you effing kidding me? you got to be kidding. Yeah. But I don't, bro, I'm done. Because uh, I, I need to eat my little chicken soup so I can clear my sinuses up, take a take a Motrin and lay my tired ass down. I've had enough fun for one day, brother, man. Rest up, man. Get your rest. I'm still waiting on my key. I got to go check my mailbox because I got to go down there to the big house. They print every three uh, days, but I... I, I the mailbox, uh, uh, yeah, they're they're kind of slow, to be honest yeah, with you. I, but I, I got... I, I, in my next, next video. I, I took care of it for you. It's on its way to you, though. Huh? I said, I, I, no, it's, it, it, they're slow, oh, but I took care of it. Yeah. If you said you've done it, it's done. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Right. But uh, all right, brother. Well, I'll talk to you later, man, and, and be safe and uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you, big dog. You too. Peace. That's 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 what I, I call him. That's the piranha. That's the big Nick, big Nick Taylor. That's what's up. That's what's up. I appreciate the calls, guys, really, because um. You know, I don't like to hear myself talk. I'm not, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that, uh, you know, that just want to like to hear themselves talk. I, I, I just don't. So, um, if you want to last few minutes of the show, you want to get in, um, and like I said, the number is six, seven, eight, five, six, two, one, eight, eight, one. Um, I'm, I guess I'm going to look into this, uh, another caller. All right. Yes, sir, please. Call it. What's your name? What you want to talk about? Hello? Yes, sir. Hello. Slur. Yes, sir. Oh shit! <laughs> the OG troll of YouTube. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, all 
my jokes are sorry. I'm not joking. I was discussing this with a female last night. Do you think the juicy, juicy situation could have been orchestrated? Yes. Yes. Like, nah, I just think, do you think that it was? Uh, I personally. Not th- by hell. I'm talking about by the powers that be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, do you I think it's a possibility. He was telling the truth. <sighs> it, it, okay, if he were, because I'm trying to see it from their angle. Why switch the narrative from two white races to two Nigerians? Unless you're going to push the the immigration thing again and make black folks the face of immigration issues. What had me thinking, when they raided the Nigerians' house, from my understanding, the evidence they found, it just seemed too sketchy. I was like, who the fuck leave evidence like it? Then I was like, it is too Nigerian. You know, they be so smart, they be dumb sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it was just too sketchy for them. Yeah, I don't. I don't put no. With this R. Kelly thing. Yeah. And with this R. Kelly thing, I don't fuck R. Kelly. I don't condone it. But I gotta talk about these hoes. <laughs> I just, I, I'm talking about at a young age. I just seen hoes all my life. Mm. My experience. I love women. My first experience of seeing something gay came from girls. Girls always hugged and kissed each other. And, you know, always touchy-feely. Mm-hmm. And I had no problem with that. But I never heard that R. Kelly took no pussy. No. So the question to me is, I don't condone did, but... I just grew up around young girls, 13, 14, 16, getting picked up by older men all of my life. And I've seen it. So R. Kelly is the issue, but I'm just talking about in my community. Mm-hmm. They do this religiously. It's still going on to this day. Yeah. And I stay in North New Jersey. I'm not even talking about my experience in North Carolina. That's next level. I'm talking about next level. We're talking about 11, 12 years old. And I'm not looking at the male perspective. I'm just talking about females that just be loose to me. So when I see all these females going at our county, I'm like, these bitches be fucking too. They know these fucking y'all too. Am I wrong? No, no, like brother. I hey, I remember in high school, all all the the the, the the guy, the women that all the chicks, the guys wanted, they all fucking old niggas, old niggas with cars, all the dope dope dealer niggas, the 25, 6, 27 year old niggas picking up 16, 17 year old girls from from high uh, from school. I remember that shit. You know, I, I and I think about R. Kelly like you could take the dumbest nigga. I mean, stupidest nigga. He, I don't want to go so far and say retarded, but we know some stupid niggas. And they could go through a life experience that changed their life. They know not to do that again. Mm-hmm. I could believe R. Kelly is sick. Well, I'm 
just looking at the people around him. R. Kelly really was fucking young girls. That mean the people around him was even sicker. And I'm looking at all these tapes that's coming out late. Mm. I'm thinking about who got his masters. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sitting like, I think about movies like Murder at 1600. I think about Will Smith movie. And I'm like, could they orchestrated this? Yeah. Or is it just me? No, no, it ain't you. No, you you're not the only one that sees it, you know, in a certain light. And uh, I I agree, I agree. You know, because they tend to protect each other that that, that engage in in that particular you know uh, lifestyle of mindset. You know, I mean, hell, just look at look at Hollywood. You know, everyone knows it's it's pedophile city, but you know, business as usual. As we saw with the Oscars uh, two nights ago. Everyone's getting, you know, high fives and pats on the back. Right? So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that, bro. Exactly. What's your opinion about um your boy Omar? Oh my gosh. Uh huge ego. And I know people were making videos about why the school won't work and his funding and all that. I get all that. I I want him to succeed. I really, I really, I need for him to succeed, man, because it's like, dude, like you, you got to pull this, you got to pull this out your ass. Millions of dollars. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping about his ego <laughs> his ego is huge millions of dollars yeah. his ego is huge man i hope the brother can pull it off i hope but in reality what it takes to run a school you need so much upfront funding you need you know two or three years worth of money just set to the side just to keep it running you know what i'm saying and, you know and that's just for you know the that's that and it's not including incidentals or you know shit that goes left Whatever the case may be, I just think his eyes are too big. He should have just started really small, one small building, one room, and then just take it from there and build up over the years. But us as a people, we want the shit now. We want to do it right now. We don't think long term, you know. So, you know. I think he should have kept it one hundred with the people. Look, let's invest this money into a strip club to flip this money. And build some schools with it. Yeah. And I'm serious as a heart attack. Yeah, I I, I think the honesty thing would would. But that shit that he doing now. He doing the most right now, man. He doing the most. That shit that he doing now. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I I wouldn't send my kid to a school. I I, I respect. I respect what he says. He's highly intelligent. What he says is the truth as far as how to school and how they do, you know, little black boys. I get it, but I'm not, I wouldn't send my son to your school because your ego. Man, that's some bush lie. First, let me tell you something. He from Philly. And if you got any type of movement from Philly, this child, well, not even Philly, up north, this how it is. If you got any serious movement, you're going to have people behind you. That's how we do. You're going to visually see people behind you. Mm-hmm. So 
through times I see Omar doing lectures, but I don't ever see nobody endorsing him except people. Mm-hmm. Regular people. I don't see no people with power or strength, especially nobody from Philly who endorses him. Mm-hmm. No rappers, no type of entertainers, nobody. That's think, very odd. Yeah, extremely, extremely. You could see Sinatica, well, you see some of his old trees, you got rappers, well, and that don't mean nothing, but people know him. Right. That's enough. Yeah. So <laughs> getting this nigga running away from money, you know, you could go to the hood, you're going to find him or, or at least his family. Right. This nigga? Nah. Yeah, you're right. Going straight to prison. Yeah, it, it, it is what it is. All right, my brother, you got anything else before I wrap this up? Well, I'll let you next week. My man, yes, sir. Uh, that's about it. Okay, cool, bro. Peace. Right. Yo, I'm going to wrap this up. That shout out to my man, Prince O'Mill. That's Prince O'Mill from uh, Prince O'Mill Hawking from Zamunda. That is my, that's, that's the OG, the OG. You see him in everybody's chats. <laughs> that's Prince O'Mill. So, yo, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight. And, <laughs> Y'all have a good night. Peace. Cool. It's all good. I think so. That's what it that's what it felt like. They didn't want to be rude and just call me while I was running my mouth. So I and I, I it's cool. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, for sure. For sure. Right. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, bro. You have a good night. Peace. Yo, everybody. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna wrap this up. I want to thank everybody that that called in. Nick, Prince O'Mill, um, Five Art, um, Linda. Thank you guys. Uh, everybody in the chat. Um, Linda, once again, thank you for the donation. Let me let me please do a half-ass shout out on these chats. Shafiq, Amanda, Tyrese. Miss B, your ass on punishment. You you left you left us hanging, eating edible brownies and shit. So weed was more important than the movie review. Miss B, bring your ass to the stand. You, weed was more important <laughs> than, than than your idea. <laughs> Stefan, I have five by cell kill. <laughs> Glorious hustle. Um, <laughs> Nick, my man, big Nick. 
<laughs> My man Ryan, thank you for calling in. Thank you. Uh Papa, what's happening? Chauncey, Raheem, Genesis. Hey, I see you. Um, Anna Banana. That's funny. I like that. Anna Banana. Uh, let's see. Slim Diesel, Herm, Eight Letter for sure. Shafiq. Um, if I missed you, I'm sorry. Rico Rich, thank you also for calling in for sure. Even I think Rico Rich and Miss B, y'all be y'all the Kush twins or some shit. I don't know. Y'all Kush siblings. You know what I mean? It's all good though. Um, did I get everybody? I think I got a hurricane baby Jesus. I see you. I think I got everybody. Hey, Nyril, hey. How's how's class? You are going to class, right? Good, we're getting good grades. Yes. Roscoe. Um, let me see what else. I think I got everybody. All right. I, I got, I think I got the usual suspects. So once again, great show guys. Um, y'all made the show. Cause after I shot my load in the first hour, I was spent. That was it for me. So, um, shit took you out. I bet it did. I bet you were snoring and slobbing at the mouth and shit. I'm sure. I'm not doing that shit again. I was like, I was like, it's about to be lit. <laughs> it's it's all good. No, I once again thank you guys. Um, can't do this without you. And um, so I'm I'm gonna get out of here, take my punk ass to sleep. And uh, making meals. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um. Tomorrow, I'll just do my usual thing after I, after I get out of work, you know how I do. Um, I'm gonna try and, and get with Ryan for Friday for you know for the cold talk. If not, it'll be next Friday, but we'll see how it goes. So, with that being said, thank you, you guys. Y'all, you go y'all have a good night, peace, life, and love, and be vigilant, and all that good positive shit. Y'all have a good night, peace.